Stationary groups are also the only thing keeping me on Facebook. Welcome to episode number 43 of RSVP, the podcast about stationary and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and today my co-host is Dee. Lenore is off with her family for the holiday season. Today we're talking about positive feedback, but first let's talk about what we're eating and drinking or using or all that fun stuff. So Dee, what's your medium? What's your poison? Um, I'm drinking Keurig coffee. I know. Oh, oh. Um, I don't. I don't really drink coffee anymore, so I don't have it in the house. Um, and this is the only option because Gina gets it from work. So Ugh. it's actually not that bad. Um, it's just like their plain like breakfast blend. Um, I have to drink it black though because adding stuff to it just it stops tasting like coffee. Mm. Um, so, um, and I'm using a camel HB on my pink podcasting legal pad. (laughs) Um, and then lately I've been consuming a lot of video games. I've been working a lot, so it's really hard for me to, to like wind down after work. So video games for me is, are, are the easiest way for me to do that. And there's a great little game called Stardew Valley. Um, I have it for PC, but I also just picked it up for Nintendo Switch. And it's kind of like this open-ended farming game. Um, but there's a lot. It's it's It could take a whole podcast to explain it. But, um, <laughs> you know, you basically um, you go through all the seasons of the year. Um, and there's no end to the game. There's goals you need to achieve. But, you know, you, you farm crops. You... Um, you know, build buildings and you have animals and you can, um, you know, date a townsperson that lives in your town and possibly marry them and have children. And so it's, it's kind of this, this really open ended sandboxy kind of game. So you can just pick it up for, you know, a couple hours and, and pick up right where you left off. So think, think kind of like animal crossing and Farmville mixed together. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's a really fun game. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes so people can kind of read about it. Um, but that is it for me. Les, what about you? So I'm using a Cali Arts Ego fountain pen, which is a really cheap fountain pen. It's about nine. It's under ten dollars on eBay, and it's really great. It's surprisingly nice. It's a total knockoff of a couple of other pens like the um, Twisby uh, 530 or the Diamond series. So it's just, it's a knockoff pen made in China, but it writes really nicely. It's smooth and it has a nice fine uh, nib. So I'm really enjoying that. I'm writing in my podcasting Baron Fig um, Vanguard and I am drinking because I'm going to be the complete opposite of you. I'm drinking some locally roasted coffee called Night's Folly from the local <laughs> cafe called Castle. I know. We need to go there. We absolutely do. We need to make a plan to go and play some games. And the coffee is a little darker than my preference. It's uh, on the verge of what I would call burnt. It's dark roast. They call it their medium roast. It's definitely a <laughs> dark roast, um, which it actually makes really, really delicious espresso. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, I'm I'm not going to coffee nerd out because there's no way to talk about coffee without sounding like an a-hole. <laughs> so, I have been watching Killing Eve. Have you heard about this show? Um, I've heard of it, but I haven't really like read into it or anything like that. Oh my god, you need to watch it. It's got so it's a BBC uh, BBC show. It's a procedural, so like a cop procedural where some MI6 or MI5 agents track a serial killer who's a trained assassin. It's okay. goofy and a little weird. It has some really, really dark humor in it. And I sat down and binged the first season in a weekend. I couldn't tear wow. myself away. And you know how I am with TV. I can't, I don't pay attention. I get up in the middle of shows. I wander around. I yeah. sat my butt in my chair and watched this the whole way through. Wow. That good. So where can I watch it? Uh I saw it on Hulu. Um okay. so probably Hulu, um BBC online, uh, anywhere the BBC is. Probably also um 
Amazon. I have Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, so I think I'm covered. Yeah, you're covered. Sandra okay. Oh is in it, and she's, she's really amazing in it. So I like her. She, yeah, she's and she brings a lot of that goofy, weird sense of humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also like um, a hint of like gay content. So I'm mm. not gonna. I don't want to spoil it for you, but like there's there's like some sexual tension that gay definitely there. gay sexual tension, and it's not queer baby. Okay, so, good. So that was my next question. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's it's not queer baiting. Um. Okay. So, um, what's exciting for you? Um. 2018 is coming to an end (laughs) and I'm really glad. Um, It's been kind of an interesting year and I know we're going to, you know, do a podcast talking about the new year, minor spoiler alert there. Um, But I just, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about 2018 and I graduated college. Um, You know, I, a lot of big changes have been coming in my life, but I'm just really looking forward to starting 2019. I just, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like 2018 was, was quite the year, both good and bad. Um, so I always like when the calendar flips and it feels like a fresh start. So, um, but that's really all that's been exciting. It's just been kind of hectic around here. Um, you know, the holiday season is always hectic for my jobs. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, with the college, it was finals week uh, two weeks ago, and it's really busy there. Um, the high school I work at, you know, kids seem to, you know, get a little, you know, wild and crazy uh, as we get closer to the holiday break. So, um, so yeah, that's really all that's been exciting. Uh, what about you? So, I think, did we talk about this in the last episode that I was switching jobs? Uh, I think you brought it up briefly. Okay. So I left my old job and I'm now in a new location, which is less than four miles from home. It's like 3.8 miles, um, which is really just fabulous. Uh, so the other side of it is I have my own office. I haven't had an office of my own in six years since I, since I left the market. Um, and this office is completely like empty and I get to do it up my own way. And I'm like, which pencils do I want to take in? And I'm th- like, you know, what's really strange is it's a location where I can actually leave crap on my desk and it's not going to get stolen. That's great. Unbelievable, right? Like, um, so I'm really looking forward to, and I, I, I posted a thing on the RSVP group, like what, what are your like must has for a new office? And yeah. It's so that's been really cool. I've been like having that conversation over there. I've been moving into my office and this week was just chaos. It was <laughs> I spent <laughs> so so in addition to like leaving my old job, starting the new job, um I what we had planned on doing was going car free. And unfortunately the car made that decision for us. <laughs> so like on I think it was Wednesday of not this past week, but the week before, I backed out of the driveway and there was this loud popping noise that came from underneath the bottom of the car. I was like, oh please, please, baby, just just make it. Can you make it till Friday? And um the car sounds horrible. There's a huge exhaust leak. I th- pretty sure the transmission has just died. And so I'm car free and I'm using public transportation. Which I'm totally cool with and wanted to do, but not, I wanted to do it on my own timeline. <laughs> like I wanted to kind of like get moved into the office while I still had a car. That way, you know, I'm not lugging bags of books on the bus. Right. And now I totally am. Like I have to like take one bag of books in at a time and it's just total, uh, it's a pain in the butt. So there's that. Um, so it's, you know, and this is not necessarily the most exciting stuff in the world, but it's just like, it's complicated my life in a way that I hadn't really expected to have as a complication for at least another couple of weeks. Um, and now I'm on vacation for this week, which is awesome. Yeah, no, Uh, I, I am too. I'm so excited. Yeah. I have literally, um, done nothing but watch trashy TV, read trashy books and sit on my butt. Which is, well, I shouldn't say that. I've also been doing some cleaning and chores and, and all of the stuff around the house that has gotten neglected. 
Yeah. So, um, that is my excitement. I don't really have any stationary excitement. I've ordered a bunch of inexpensive fountain pens on eBay mm-hmm. for the blog. So I'm going to be doing my, my goal for the coming year is to kind of explore like really low end fountain pens and That's give cool. people an idea of what you can get for like $10 or less, maybe $20 or less. Mm-hmm. And what you can enjoy for, for that dollar amount. So yeah, so my, that's part of my plan for the blog for next year is to do more reviews on cheap fountain pens. Cool. Yeah. No, I, um, I had mentioned it last podcast that I had a, a review in the works for a pen. Um, but unfortunately I got pneumonia. <laughs> I'm still recovering. Uh, that review kind of fell by the wayside, but in the new year I have, um, I made a list of a bunch of different things I'm going to be reviewing. And one of them is actually a fountain pen. Ooh. I'm not going to give away which one on air. I don't want to spoil it. Well, when we get done, you'll have to tell me which one. Yeah. It's, it's one that, that I've had for a while that, um, I think, you know, which one it is. You were going to actually give me a different nib. Okay. Yep. I know exactly which one it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I wanted to review it because, I really haven't been using it. And then I picked it up recently um, and I've been kind of playing around with it and I have a lot of feelings. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to your breakdown of uh, cheap fountain pens though, because I'm not really a fountain pen person, but I would like to start using different pens and for me to spend 10 or $15 on a fountain pen would be amazing um, if it works well. So well, so let me give you one recommendation right off the bat. Okay. So I just did, I just posted last week a review of the Wingsung 3008. Mm-hmm. And it's a, I think I paid $2.60 for the pen. On <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And it's a piston filler and I okay. had the lowest of hopes for it. Yeah. It is unbelievably smooth it writes really well the piston wow. filling mechanism right like just sucks up a ton of ink it's nice comfortable and i've like i used it at work because so my old job i had to use black ink at this job i can use black or blue on anything that i have to sign or as official paperwork uh-huh. so um with that um i filled that one with black ink and then the cali arts has blue ink in it i had a, the cali arts filled with brown um but that wing sung for $2.60 blew my freaking mind in terms of how well it actually writes right out of the box actually it didn't even come in a box it came in a little plastic sleeve wrapped in bubble wrap on the slow boat from china but for $2.60, it's a amazing pen. I couldn't believe how well it wrote. So if you're, if you want to look for a really good, cheap, cheap, cheap pen, you could literally buy one of those for every bottle of ink that you have and not break the bank. <laughs> right. Depending on how many bottles of ink that you own. I mean, it would be. I actually uh, don't even own a bottle of ink. I have samples. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like it would be nice because that's my big thing with fountain pens is I think for me, the, you know, cool, I'm trying out the sink. Great. I like it. Oh man. Now I have to like, you know, clean the pen out to switch inks. It's just like very much like, I don't know. I don't have patience. Yeah. So, um, the fact that I could get a fountain pen that's decent for $2 and 60 cents. I mean, that's cheaper than some ballpoint pens you can buy at Target. Absolutely. Or gel ink pens. There are right. many gel ink pens that are way more expensive than that. Um, right. But that is a particularly good example. So I just pulled the trigger on the the Wingsung. Yeah. I actually got the four-pack. Nice. No, that's, It's $11. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll find, like, sometimes, like, from what I understand with Wingsung, occasionally you get a bum nib or you get a nib that needs, like, a little bit of smoothing out. Uh-huh. So what you use or what I use is I have one of those um, fingernail sticks that has um, uh, like you it has one, two, three, four, five, six, six different um, grades of basically sandpaper on it. And okay. you use the shine to kind of smooth out the nib. And, oh. that, and that makes it so that it writes 
like butter. It feels really nice. Nice. Sometimes you don't need that, though. Like the one that I got was smooth right out of the gate. Cool. So Anyhow. <laughs> now that I've convinced you to spend your money on eBay. Well, it was $11, and I had some money in PayPal. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. So for the main topic, I, so last week we kind of, we talked about our giveaway and what our hopes and dreams were for it. <laughs> and <laughs> I wanted to end this year on a really positive note. Like I think one of the things about our group and about this podcast is that we tend to be a little more positive. Um, or I shouldn't say not in comparison. I think we're a positive group of people, even when we're doing really in-depth discussions and we don't agree with one another, we tend to be um, positive. Yes. And yes. I think that what was really lovely for me with that thread for the giveaway was how amazingly positive and granted, you know, we forced that positivity. Like that's Correct. what the whole conversation was about. Right, right. Um, but I just, you know, it, I think it's a great way to close out 2018 because to, I mean, let's face it, 2018 has been garbage. It's been a giant dumpster fire. It's been really At least difficult. in the States. Yeah. At least in the US. I, well, <laughs> and also, you know, for our friends in, um, Britain, England. Yeah. Dealing with Brexit. Um, not to get political, but, you know, like a lot of us have been having this dumpster fire of 2018. And I think what I would really like to do is bring 2018 to an end by relaying a lot of the positive messages that we've got and reading some of those really amazing things that have happened in our community this year. Um, so I'm, I think what I want to start with is reading some of the feedback and reviews that we've gotten on iTunes. Now, I wish that there cool. were other places and I could read more than three. And I know that there's a way to set it up so that I get an RSS feed of the iTunes reviews. But the last three have been pretty amazing. Because um, usually, like, <laughs> for for the first, I don't know if you've ever, like, read any of our reviews on iTunes, D. I I have. Okay. So, initially, all of our reviews were almost entirely about audio quality. Which yes, I think we've dealt with with the new microphones. Granted, we're always going to have like cars going by because of where we all record. You know, D has trains. I have trains. And oh, look, there's one of my neighbors now. Can you hear that? Uh, yeah, I just yeah. heard it. Okay. It's not like a motorcycle. Yeah, uh, actually, I think one of my neighbors has a muffler like I had falling <laughs> off their car. <laughs> Um, so actually, I don't know if that's one of my neighbors. A lot of people use this road as a shortcut to avoid ah. the street next to mine because the cops are often on the street next to mine. So they use this as a, as a shortcut, but what they don't know is that the cops are usually hidden, um, when the, anyway, the cops are hidden down the street and they pull people over all the time. Nice. Uh, so they, they come down here and think they can speed. It's 25 miles an hour. They'll go down 45 miles an hour and get caught at an intersection. Anyway, it's fun to watch. Um, so anyway, so let me um, read uh, the first or the most recent review by Nuke Doctor. I have found this podcast to be thought-provoking and enjoyable. All three hosts are insightful, honest, and curious. Each episode explores a different topic, and I've learned so much. I have listened to all 40 episodes in the last month, and I'm sad I now have to wait two weeks for the next episode. Ah, man, that's just like the best, isn't it? Like, like re reading something like that just makes me feel good. That and like, it makes me when I get into a funk where sometimes this podcast um, happens when I'm really busy and like, I have to kind of shift things around and I get a little frustrated. Like that erases all of that. Yeah. Um, because what, what happens not, not so much anymore, but when I was in school and working and having a life, like it's really hard to get us all together. Yeah. Um, I often refer to scheduling our episodes as herding cats. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Anytime like we've done um, a couple of cross episodes with erasable and it's been really difficult to get all six of us or all five of us right. on board at the same time. And like, I've been talking to Johnny and Andy about potentially doing like another episode with all six of us. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how that's ever going to happen. It's right. It's to just get the hard of us. Yeah. Correct. Really I hard. mean, you know, cause we all have different things going on in our lives. 
So, but it's so worth it. Oh, absolutely. Cause the minute I feel grumpy about the podcast, I'm like, now I have to like shift everything around or I have to get up extra early or whatever. As soon as I get on air with you and Lenore, it completely melts away. And you know, it's, it's like that, you know, hour and a half that we take to record just seems like 20 minutes. Yeah. It goes by so quickly. Do you want to read the next one? Do you mind? Or do you want me to? No, I can read. I like reading. (laughs) (laughs) So this is by CB1003. I like that. It rhymes. (laughs) Um, It says, I really enjoy listening to this podcast. The hosts are very engaging and the conversations are lively and informative. If you're interested in anything stationary, pens and pencils related, you will enjoy this podcast. I like this. It's short. It's sweet. Um, and again, I think while this podcast is about stationary for the most part, I think what I'm beginning to realize by reading reviews and hearing feedback is that it's really our personalities and our opinions on things and how we talk about stuff. Um, a lot of times I listen to podcasts where you can feel that there's more that the host wants to say, but they hold back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously we hold back our language cause we don't want that, you know, you know, rating. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but for example, totally not stationary related, but I listened to a Pokemon podcast about the Pokemon video games and there was commentary about the latest Pokemon game for Nintendo DS and the villains of the game were actually problematic in the sense that they were modeled after um like like gang members. Oh. Yeah, it was very weird. And the setting actually was kind of weird, too, because it, it took place in not Hawaii, but like a, a pseudo Hawaii. So there was a little bit of like appropriation going on. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on. And it could have been a really lively discussion. But these three podcast hosts were talking around the issue. And it was so awkward. And like, there's nothing wrong with critiquing something or nothing wrong with having an opinion on something. But I feel a lot of times podcasters are afraid of maybe losing audience members by, you know, saying something that, that might offend a few people. Yeah. yeah. But there was a perfect example of, Hey, no, this is a kid's game. And the villains are modeled after gang members down to the language that they used and the clothing. I mean, it was like these characters of, you know, guys with baggy pants, bandanas, talking, you know, in slang, like, that's actually something that should be talked about. So again, I think with us, you know, we don't shy away from conversations like that. Um, I tend to be a little bit more deliberate when I talk about things on the podcast, but I, I definitely try not to censor myself content wise, but I, I try to be like, I, I won't, I don't talk as freely as I would off the air, but I, I definitely have an opinion and I want that to be known and heard. Mm, I agree. And I, I think that the next comment is going to kind of feed into that. So this comment is by Gabriel Murph. I enjoy this podcast for its smart, thoughtful and engaging conversations. The hosts are respectful and interested and make a point to communicate this to each other. I like listening to RSVP because Les, Lenore, and Dee don't hold back from their perspective on both stationary products and the world around them. I always come away from the podcast with something new to consider and admiration for the intelligent and unapologetic women behind it. Nice. Yeah. I, I think that's one of my favorite uh, review comments. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I get called intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm certainly unapologetic. So I, I think that really um, sums us up. Yeah, um, no, I, definitely. I, I think it, God, you know, and this is, I think, another, like, cultural thing. Like, how arrogant does it feel to say, yes, I'm intelligent for a woman? Right. You know, there's something definitely hard about being able to say that. And, and um like I, I would expect, generally speaking, like if I were to walk around in the world and say, I'm an intelligent woman, like I would expect someone to be like, wow, you're super arrogant. Correct. <laughs> but, you know, it is a reality of who we are. 
Right. And there's so much social conditioning that goes into embodying a persona um, that is womanly. So being assertive, being sure of yourself, being proud of your strengths, those things are all qualities every human being should have. But oftentimes when a woman has an opinion, um, she's, you know, too aggressive. She's abrasive. She's confrontational. Yep. Um, where men have opinions um, or a dissenting opinion and he's a great guy. He's a big thinker. You know, he's not afraid to challenge, uh, you know, others. And you know what I mean? So there's yeah. this, there are these two, two dialogues that run throughout society. Um, and it's, it's really pervasive when you think about it. And, and, you know, as you were talking last, I was kind of thinking about, about that and about how, all that lifetime of conditioning, um, you know, being raised as a woman by parents that are of a generation that were raised as this whole, you know, women do this, men do that. Um, it's so, so, so noticeable for me, especially um, as someone who, you know, is actually going to be transitioning in the next year because I've already, I've already, you know, embodied my new, I guess you'd say persona online. And when people read me as male now, I get the attaboys, I get the pat on the back for challenging and, you know, someone else. Um, whereas when I presented as a female online, I was either met with silence or really, really, really strong opposition. Yeah. And it's something people talk about, but now that I'm living it, it's like, wow, this really I always knew it was a thing, but this really is a thing. And we talked about this last time too, yeah. Les, because people think, you know, you don't have your profile picture as your face. So people think you're a male because less to me, when I hear less, I think guy. Yeah. And most people do most. And it's interesting, the difference between <clears throat> how people respond to me when they hear my voice. I think I, I had this conversation with you last week about how my blind coworker perceives me. Mm -hmm. because according to her, I have a very feminine voice. Yeah. She doesn't read me as uh, masculine of center or as butch. Right. So having that conversation, it was very interesting conversation that I had with her about how she perceives me versus like how others perceive me. Right. It's really interesting. And it's also interesting to think about how people from different communities perceive you, because to me, without seeing you, I read you as butch by your voice really but i'm also in the queer community yeah so it's like a weird thing like so there's all these like little different nuances with with mm -hmm. things but I, I found it really interesting that when you told that story about your your boss who was blind um you know like did she say what she imagined you to appear as no no so i mean that's like a loaded question too because, right right you know she doesn't have that sort of perception to put mm -hmm. into what she might see me as like, you know what I mean? Like she's never had sight. So right, it's not right. something that she would um, be able to have a conversation. I didn't mean actually no. that was wrong wording of the question. I mean, physically, no. I meant just like mannerisms. No, no, she, we, we didn't really <coughs> go into that. Like she's, she just said, I wouldn't have, you know, from your pegged voice you. Yeah. pegged you as butch um and there was there was like there had a, we had a whole, entire other conversation <laughs> outside of that particular about um my presentation as butch and how i i have that as an identity yeah and granted i'm soft butch i'm not like heart you know do you know what i mean like you know what uh, I, mean. I know what you mean <laughs> you know exactly well, what i mean but like, i was a soft butch too um and I don't, I don't have that hard butch kind of, I don't know, sensation about myself. So, right. but anyway, like having like, ha that is a very nuanced conversation that you can have with another person who's queer, but having that conversation with someone who's straight is a very interesting way of seeing sort of the world through a straight lens that I just don't yes. have anymore. Like I, you know, there was a time in my life where I did try and pretend that I was straight and I didn't pass and it was very uncomfortable, but I never saw the world through that straight lens. But looking, having that conversation with straight people is very, very different. 
Um, but we're totally getting super tangential. We are tangential. We're talking about gay stuff. I Laura. know. And, you know, without Lenore here, we totally get well, tangential that's, towards, that's towards what queer I, stuff. <laughs> that's what I said. Remember, I was like, well, if Lauren doesn't come back, it's just going to be like the queer stationary podcast. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. You, but Lenore is going to come back for everyone who yeah. misses Lenore. Lenore is due to come back, hopefully for our next episode. Um, yes. Her, her um, holiday stuff takes up way more time than my holiday stuff but yes i'm doing nothing i'm actually working so yeah um but anyhow coming back pulling pulling the wagon around and coming back um you know these reviews on itunes really kind of um you know like i had said before they really encourage me to do what i do because i i think this started out actually as not a joke but as like a hey you know like you know the erasable podcast is three guys doing a thing you know we should do something and then it just kind of like snowballed from there yeah and i don't know how many listeners we have i don't know any of that stuff um and i i don't i mean i care to an extent but like even if these were the only three people that listened to our podcast (laughs) i would still be happy yeah yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I, 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 like you, I get occasionally down about this and I think that's my own crap. You know what I mean? Like I have, I like this past week, I've been so overwhelmed. Like change for me is so hard. I do not adjust well to things. And that is part of my anxiety issues that I have. And mm-hmm. I, I've been having a really rough time this week and knowing that I was going to sit down and have a conversation with you has mm-hmm. been sort of something I've been looking forward to. It's been like, all right, I can totally get through this week. It's all going to be okay. I'll be sitting down. I'll be having a conversation with D. Um, mm-hmm. And that has just been um, just like a real, something I look forward to every other week is having, sitting down with you and Lenore and having these conversations that I really don't get to have outside of this relationship yeah sure right. you know i can have conversations with my wife about a lot of this stuff but the reality is is you know my wife does not want to talk to me about stationary and Correct. combining stationary along with like gender stuff and queer things is not a conversation that you get to have with just anyone correct and and like my wife cares about what i do but she doesn't care like yeah. yeah so it's like i can't talk to her about you know say i get that new fountain pen in the mail next week and i'm excited about it like she can be like so what it's a pen you got to text me right i'll text <laughs> you about it or you know i can ask you a question about something stationary related and you're right this is a conversation i can't really have outside of this podcast or outside of the internet um right so it is a bright spot uh, for me. Plus, as I'm getting older, I'm not as social. So I don't, I have acquaintances. My friends are, are few and far between. And, you know, this is like, this is like my every other week hangout with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had, if you lived closer, I think I'd, I'd like to spend more time hanging out, but yeah. it's that two, two hour hours drive. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta put the kibosh on things. Right. So in addition to iTunes reviews, um, the thread that um, actually got, I think it was what, like 71 comments um, for our giveaway last week um, was super, super, super heartwarming. Um, I, I, I know we asked for people to talk about generosity and caring and all that good stuff, but it just, I don't know why I, I, it, it evoked the feels that it did in me, um, <laughs> but it did. Um, so we're going to read a couple uh, comments that really kind of stood out to us that kind of give you a good snapshot into this community that we're a part of. Um, so the first thing that really touched me um, was from a commenter. Um, her first name is Mary. Um, and she said, someone in one of my stationary groups did a giveaway where you entered saying one stationary item that you wish you'd gotten in the past. 
I didn't win the giveaway, but about a month later, she messaged me out of the blue saying she wanted to send me that item. She ended up sending me six different, no longer available items in addition. She has since passed away. I was just one of the many blessed by her generosity. And for those that are in the community, um, she was talking about Pauline, um, who passed away about two months ago, um, which was really kind of sad because my interactions with Pauline have have been kind of just like that. Just super generous, super excited um, about stationery. She was really big in the field notes group um, and into field notes a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that that really kind of touched me because that happens all the time. Um, in fact, I mentioned it on a previous podcast. Someone commented um, or messaged me about Tamagotchis because I had commented it was a thing that I collected. Mm-hmm. Um, or someone, you know, if I missed out on on something, I've had people randomly send me stuff or message me and ask me if I want it with nothing expected in return. Um, so yeah. So, um, do you have one less? I do, I do. but I've, I'm going to comment back on what you were just talking about. So I'm, I'm in a bunch of other groups for writers and, um, the Les Fick group that I'm in, someone was, we were talking about bullet journaling and I offered to send someone a package of pencils and notebooks and they're like, uh, it was met with like, are you some kind of stalker weirdo? It's a very interesting, like, change because in our community, like, this is like someone messages and said, hey, can I send you a package full of notebooks and pencils? And everyone's like, yeah. Right. But in this other right. group, like, they were like, are you a stalker? It's like, Or like, no, what do you want not- in return? <laughs> yeah, what do you want in return? It's like, no, you know what? I wanted to send you a confidant, but if you don't want it, fine. Um, I'll send it to <laughs> someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just sort of like this like little difference in how safe people feel in our group versus yes. how that is responded to in other groups. And I think it's really something about the stationary community that makes people, particularly in our group and Erasables, it makes people feel safe enough that they're okay sending their address, um, whether it's a P.O. box or their actual home address, to someone online knowing that they're going to get a package in the mail. Correct. Um, which brings me to my first read that I would like to share with people. It's from Keith. Discovering that the internet is for more than ranting, misanthropy, and recreational outrage to be part of a group of like-minded people that hasn't devolved into an exclusive echo chamber to share with others and to find out there are lots of others in my same line of work that are as nerdy about this stuff. To have made friends with people who I may never meet and still feel like they are indeed friends. I think that sums up our group in a nutshell. That is, you know, we're like-minded people. It's not an exclusive echo chamber. Oftentimes people have very, very respectful conversations on really, really deep things without being um, outraged or a misanthrope or, you know, a jerk. You know, I think that's because we've worked so hard at that don't don't be a jerk philosophy in our groups um and and i really do think there is this feeling of friendship throughout that runs as a thread throughout the erasable group and our group yes no definitely um and we talked about it last time just we have really good moderation to the point where we've kind of um you know, the community kind of moderates itself at this point because people step up and interject that, you know, moderators that, that are, they become moderators when they're not moderators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think like I have no problem bringing up any kind of strong opinion in either this group or Erasable because I know that it will be met with respect 99% of the time. And that 1% of the time where it's met with opposition in a cruel kind of way, that's dealt with so quickly that unless you're online in the moment, you'll miss it. Yep. So. Absolutely. So what's your next one? Um, my next one is from Caroline and she states, this isn't really a moment exactly, but I had been enjoying my stationary love and related interests on my own for a long time after leaving some groups for other types of stationary stuff, which were really kind of toxic for me personally. I'm so glad to have weirdly organically happened upon this little corner of the internet where I just really feel so comfortable and I'm learning about so many cool things I didn't know about before, which may cost me a bunch of money, but that's okay. Um, you know, and and toxic, that word, um, 
I've left so many groups, um, not just stationary related because of toxicity. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just, it's a big problem. Um, and I think a group like this, there's just, I don't know. Like I, I don't think we've ever had any bad situations in the RSVP group. I know Erasable's had a few, um, in their lifetime, but we have yet to have that. Um, I don't think we've ever had to outright ban somebody for being a jerk. Not yet. No, but we're also (laughs) under 500 people. Once we hit sort of the five to a 500 to a thousand people, that's often where you start getting those sorts of bad interactions because people join to troll. Right. Or, um, I've had to, I think, moderate people that come in just to advertise stuff yeah that i mean that's always a problem in any group about stationery <laughs> yeah. or particular products so, yeah i mean but we're pretty clear about what that can and can't be right and you know i think the second part of the comment about you know learning about new things it's kind of the double-edged sword of the stationary world because you know i love learning about new things but my wallet doesn't um <laughs> I mean, I just spent on this podcast alone. I just bought four fountain pens off eBay. I mean, granted, it was eleven dollars, but um, again, there's always that like next thing that I want to try, and it's it's it. Again, I think it becomes for me very difficult sometimes to engage. Like I've had to actually step away, like when I don't have money, um, because when new things are coming out, especially like. It ha- I feel like it hasn't happened. I don't know if like the releases have just been like like I feel like in the summer all the special edition stuff released around the same time. Yeah. Where now it, it feels more spread out. But like when stuff like that happens and then people get something in their hands and it's really cool and I really want to buy it and you know, it's like, man, I gotta I can't do that or I you know, but again, that's where the community kind of comes together. Um you know, and if someone says, hey, I'm looking for just one of these, um, usually somebody steps up and either does a trade or, or just outright sends it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, learning about new things is, is great because it's it's never ending. Um, and I like to, to learn about different opinions of things, too. So, um, but what's your next comment? So my next comment, actually, I'm going to do two together because I think they're related. So Mary commented, commented, when I was diagnosed with MS in 2015, I received an incredibly generous pen gift from the pen community. I'll never forget that day and will always hold the love and kindness that pen represents in my heart. And the second related comment is from Kyle. When I had someone donate money to my family so I didn't have to sell my favorite pen that my wife got me for Valentine's Day to pay bills. Uh, And I think that... Those two comments really, like like the other comment, really evoke what the stationary community is like. We're a very caring and generous community that cares about yeah. one another. And, yeah, you know, it's it seems a little silly that a pen holds so many memories or can evoke so much caring in our hearts. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is that there's such a personal thing. If you're yes. into pens, if you're into stationery, someone buying you a pen is an incredibly generous gift. Whether that pen is inexpensive, like the Wing Song 3008, <laughs> or yeah. if it's a thousand dollar, you know, or whatever, um, what am I trying to say? Um, lacquer covered pen from Japan. So, you know, these are all like, it's generous. It's thoughtful when someone buys you a pen and knowing that you enjoy fountain pens, that you enjoy stationery. Um, and it's so, so the fact that someone would buy someone a pen knowing, um, because they were getting ill or because it was to give them money so they didn't have to sell their favorite pen is so thoughtful and kind and generous. And, you know, I myself, have come upon this. Um, I was given money. This was, uh, God, was it a year ago? Over a year ago? Uh, when my, again, I couldn't get to work because my car had died. Yeah. And a very thoughtful listener and friend um, 
offered to send me a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Without pay, like, without any, like, this is not a loan. This is, I was going to spend this money on a pen and you need to get to work. So here's a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, that was just it. God, like, the very thought of it still, like, chokes me up a little bit. I get a little tearful thinking about the fact that there is someone out there who cares so much without necessarily knowing me personally to say, I was just going to spend this on another pen. I can save up this couple hundred dollars again. You need to get to work so that you can actually do the thing that you do. Right. And like it made me think of it this past summer, my car, um, I I need over a thousand dollars worth of repairs, new exhaust system, a whole bunch of stuff. And I had to sell off some old field notes, which I wasn't too attached to. No big deal. But it almost came down to me selling my experiment. And I had messaged Lenore and I said, listen, I'm real like I need to get to my job and like like I just want to let you know that I may have to sell the experiment and like I'm really sorry I know that was a gift but I'm I'm really hard like this is desperation here yeah and um she's like do whatever you want with it you know but she also you know offered you know to help out and like that's how we are with each other like as a community um I wound up actually um you know selling the field notes for more than I thought, which was nice and, um, selling some black wings. But again, without even thinking, um, you know, and if I had the means, I would be the same way, you know, if someone fell on hard times, like I wouldn't even think about it. Um, if it's someone that I interacted with in the community. Um, but no, it's just, it's stuff like that, that it kind of transcends the fact that this is just a stationary group. It's so much more. But a bunch. <laughs> I was I was waiting for that, um, <laughs> but no, it, it is it is so so much more. Um, the last one that I want to read is from John. Getting back into art and drawing again is what led me to the Erasables group and eventually to RSVP. I like the fact that even though we are all so different, that stationery is what provides that common thread. I like passionate people, and they are in abundance here. I'm an introvert and like to keep it to myself, but I find it easy to share things with you all, and I think that's a reflection of the community. I've had many great interactions with group members, and I can't just pick one, so I would say that my most meaningful interaction was being allowed to participate in this group. When the outside world is sometimes, curse word, uh, it's nice to know that I can come <laughs> in here and forget about it for a while. Thank you all for being great, welcoming, and wonderful people, and for doing this giveaway. I just, you know, and I think... I think that's a big part of this community and also all of the other communities, you know, all of the stationary communities is that, you know, sometimes the world is garbage and having an oasis like Erasables and RSVP to come in and just have conversations that are not about necessarily the outside world um, and just are just about stationary is a really important thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that we provide that oasis. So my final, final uh, comment that I'm going to read, because I could read all of these. I could just sit here all night long and read all 70 or so comments on that thread, because I think it would just be like a, such an uplifting podcast if we read all of them. Uh, so the final one is something that resonated particularly with me is from Andrea. Stationary groups are also the only thing keeping me on Facebook which my grandma really appreciates. These groups remind me that there are good, genuine humans on this dumpster fire called Facebook. And I mean, I've talked about this repeatedly about how what I really want to do is leave social media. I both love and hate Twitter. I love and hate Facebook. But really what keeps me coming back is the fact that I'm on these stationary groups. I've blocked half the dumpster fires on Twitter. Like, <laughs> Literally, like at one point, I was followed by so many bots that when I followed um, a block list, I lost, I only have 1500 followers on, on Twitter now. And like, I lost that many followers. I had yeah. like maybe 6000 on Twitter. And all of a sudden, I had 1500 when I followed um, a particular block list that I've talked <laughs> about on here before. So I'm not going to go into but like, what keeps me coming back is or are these stationary groups it keeps me on Facebook because RSVP and Erasable are these little oasises 
Oasis? Oasis. 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 Whatever, I don't know. Whatever word that would be, are these little, like, wonderful nuggets of awesome humanity. And, you know, there are also some writer groups that I participate in that are just amazing. And part of it is that the administrators, the people who created these groups, really care about creating a safe, functional place on the internet where people can have these conversations in a safe place. And I just, I, I think that... You know, this thread was particularly about the stationary community and, you know, focused towards our community. But I think it really encompasses us and Erasables, our, our brother podcast, if you will. Um, and I just, I love that, that this is like, uh, so many people said the same thing, like stationary groups, the only thing keeping me on Facebook, because Facebook sucks. Um, and I think that really says something about the communities that we've created. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, no, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, all right. So I guess that's time to wrap it up as much as I, you know, don't really want to say goodbye today. <clears throat> I know I, I, if I didn't have to, to work and get ready for work, I could stay here all day and have a conversation for follow up. Um, I just want to take a moment and thank everyone for their supportive words on Facebook, the Facebook group, um, in those reviews, I just, those recent reviews are just amazing. I love all of you for what you've said. It really gives me the feels. And, uh, I think someone might be cutting onions in here. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so I just want to thank everyone who continues to support us, have joined the Facebook group, have already reviewed us on iTunes. If you get a chance, you've already reviewed us, share us on your favorite social media platform, maybe your least favorite social media platform, whatever works for you. Um, <laughs> if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, go go scroll through some of those reviews. Um, they're awesome. So you can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com. Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram and Twitter at Original LC Harper. You'll find Lenore, um, theoretically on Twitter at Lenore Hoyt. Um, but you really, you'll just find Lenore uh, on Facebook in the Erasable and RSVP stationary groups. D, where can the fine folks find you? You can find me at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the Weekly Pencil. All right. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Let me stop that. <coughs> God. <laughs>